Welcome to Sacred Guidance with Stella Muse. Merging sacred sexuality, spirituality, and soul with truth, love, wisdom, and beauty. I'm your host, Elise Carr. Are you ready to come journey with me? Hi, Stunning Souls, and welcome to Sacred Guidance with Stella Muse. I'm your host, Elise Carr, and it's always a joy to have you joining me if you're returning, and if it's your first time, welcome. I share these podcasts from my heart to be of service to you along your path, but they can't reveal everything. I don't have all the hours in the day to be doing that, but what I do have is availability to connect with you one-on-one if you are after deeper sacred and spiritual guidance. So if these podcasts resonate with you and you are hungry for more wisdom, truth, love, beauty, and knowledge in these fields, then you can reach out to me at elise at stellamuse.com or just send me an email from my contact page on stellamuse.com. And now to today's topic. It's desire. It's not an easy one either. And it's not an easy ride, especially if you want to shift from the animal natures to the higher natures of desire. Before we get there, we've got to deal with, well, escapism, at times addictions, everything that you crave, everything that you lust over and want. Maybe it's sex, food, shopping, porn, and all that's in between. So how do you and I, all of us, cultivate control and will? How do you shift the primal animal desires, the pleasure-seeking or even sexual nature to a desire of heart or something higher? This is what I want to share and explore in today's episode. We all have desires of some nature. We just don't all realize what that nature is and how it easily controls us. Some desires are aspirational. They make us strive to reach great heights, to serve and love and teach and guide, nurture and selflessly lead. Others are to our detriment or to the detriment of others. Even if they feel good for a moment, they look so good, sexy, alluring, beckoning, but ultimately lead us nowhere of substance or spirit. The great evolution of humanity has two ways to go. Along a path that leads us to a cul-de-sac governed by lower nature desires or a path of ascension that leads to infinite heights initiated by higher desires that motivate right action to do good. I call these the pseudo-spiritual playground and the spiritual path. You may not even know you're in the playground. Or perhaps you're trying to make that giant leap out of the playground and start that first step up the mountain. Either way, truly knowing the difference between the pseudo-spiritual playground of lower nature desires and the spiritual path of higher desires means understanding the nature of desire, specifically your own and how they likely have more of a hold on you than you realize. So I ask you, you have a will to live, but are you living? The search for happiness is a desire to be happy, hence the primal desire for objects, things, people, experiences, 
that will create and give you that happiness you so long for. But if we see this esoterically, which means lifting the veil and what you're truly seeking and looking beyond that shiny surface, we will come to understand that desire for happiness is really your will to live. Both desire and will are means to be happy. But too often, many of us choose the lower nature desire as the quick path that can't get us there. Instead of using our will to light the way, will starts off as your choice. So what choices are you making to create real joy and true happiness in your life and the world? I ask you this as you are a glorious, luminous being living in a world of illusion. Like many, you're also likely enslaved by your own desires and false power. How many times have you chosen cosmetic over cosmic, pleasure-seeking over willpower, conforming to worldly standards, norms, and buying into seasonal trends over emotional expansiveness and true spirituality? Sometimes all the while believing that what you are doing is spiritual. I see this with people I work with often. They may come to me and already be practicing yoga or exercising, eating well and going to what they believe are spiritual events and even perhaps begun working on healing some of their old wounds. But at the same time, they might be vicious and cruel to their beloved. They could be having eight cups of coffee a day taking drugs to experience highs and escape into a hall of mirrors to avoid reality. They buy far more than they need online shopping. They are workaholics for money, the status, the buzz, the escape, the fame, the power, often without feeling true purpose or joy. They aren't being the best partner, parent, friend, person they want to be. And a part of them knows it deep down too even if they show the world otherwise. But they still can't seem to find the door out. They are slaves to their lower nature desires and they often try to convince themselves they have it under control. This is a common internal justification an addict makes with themselves and an external justification they often make with anyone trying to help. People will say they don't need help with that even when they want help in general with something else like finding their purpose or reaching higher spiritual ground or truly healing from a trauma. They believe that they can stop whenever they want, that they are fine and not doing any harm. At times, some people can't see the harm they inflict on themselves with their desires controlling their mind, emotions and actions And worse still is when they can't see the effect they may have on other people. Children in their care, patients under their watch, clients relying on them, family depending on them, friends trying to support, who get shut out, abused or pushed away. But it doesn't have to be this way. Like everyone does, you too have the ability to look at this and see beyond the veil to what is really going on to analyse, understand, forgive, heal and release yourself from these shackles, to shift from a life of pseudo-spiritual playground to the spiritual path and conscious living, 
a life of higher nature desires, not lower nature. For without your connection to something of substance, of deeper, more noble truths, ideas and desires, there is no breaking the spell of the shackles that hold you in illusion. There is no pulling back the veil to see what is really there and discovering who you really are and why you are here. And I know you don't ultimately want to miss out on that. I know you don't want to stay playing in the lower nature playground when your soul, your heart and your highest mind, even your body at times has spoken to you, called you to free yourself. Sitting in the mud of all that you have outgrown that doesn't serve you, that keeps you in the same old pattern of suffering and regret, pain and anguish, frustration and stagnation, this is not where you or your loves belong. It isn't where anyone belongs. It's the playground that your higher self longs to turn your back on and indeed it comes at a cost. It will ask of you big sacrifice if you make this choice. And this is because staying in the fast food lifestyle of the world, including the spiritual world, can't nourish you, body, heart, mind or soul. The fast, cheap and easy thrills that can come with much of what the world offers you, including the so-called sacred sexual, tantric, spiritual, yogic or commercialised mystical world, is often materialism and consumerism dressed in crystals, sage sticks, short-lived pleasures and promises of overnight transformations. Does it last? Have you drastically changed and evolved in every way imaginable yet? You tell me. You've tried it. That's why you're here now. Because you know what's out there isn't it. It hasn't fulfilled all its promises or brought to you the deepest wisdom, the jewel in the lotus within your heart that you've searched for your whole life, dare I say, lifetimes. Often, it hasn't even lasted longer than a day or so, but you keep going back to try because you desire so much to feel and be all you can and you think, okay, maybe this time, this person, this thing, this experience will give it to me now. Desiring things is part of the human condition, but the way many people let desire play them has long grown weary if we're going to evolve and become truly awakened beings. The lesson is not being learned for you to rise above the old ways. Instead, the cycle keeps repeating, and you don't change the way a part of you deeply longs for you to change. Perhaps you've even noticed along the way that you look for love in all the wrong places. How about validation, pleasure, escapism, quick feel-good hits, Even looking for spiritual experiences, authentic knowledge, sacred wisdom, guidance and truth in the wrong places. Because your desire nature leads you to the shiny, the sexy, the alluring and the you can have it all now sales copy. You're not being led by your pure heart, your clear conscious mind or your soul. Searching for glamorous shortcuts and moments of almost or not quite still leave you longing. They also silence and suppress your true nature with their overbearing noise, distracting allure, and those false promises. 
They keep the real you, that luminous, glorious being that is you, captive in a state of short-lived, empty pleasures, which are never enough and won't ever satisfy you the way you long for something real to, the way your highest nature desire knows to be true. It's like being thirsty at sea and constantly drinking salty water. You will never quench your thirst that way. Inside you is a doorway that unveils a connection to higher worlds, to endless love, to bliss, to light, to wisdom and truth, beauty and purpose. I have a strong feeling, let's call it a deep knowing, that you also know it is there somewhere within you too. I want to help you find this doorway within you, and help you find the key to open yourself to a new world, a higher place of consciousness, of love, of wisdom, truth, and beauty that is beyond any material object, drug-induced state, feel-good-for-a-moment experience, or any of the like, that is far beyond any of the desires that are likely controlling your everyday life right now. Because it is when you find this doorway to know higher worlds You learn to also know yourself, your true self, which we call becoming self-realized. You awaken to the conscious awareness, the realization that you are powerful unto yourself. And that means that every thought, word and action of yours is powerful and you can birth into the world that which is divine in whatever form that may take for you. But as long as you continue to look to the shiny social media and the corporate political driven world around you to find your truth, to measure your worth, your identity, substance or sustenance, you will not find it. You will stay in the lower nature playground, lost in a pit of sand and mud, maybe not even glancing up to the mountains and the temples on top where your soul longs for you to ascend to to truly see your worth and strengthen a spiritual connection over a material shackle which holds you prisoner, you must be willing and ready to open your eyes, your mind, your heart, to see past the illusions, the glamours and maya that surrounds you and turn your back on the playground, to let go so you can truly rise upon the spiral of life. Are you ready? If you are saying yes, then I want to share with you some steps that you can take to help stand up and climb out of those muddy depths and choose a new way. And one of those first steps that I want to share with you right now is that ignorance is a closed door called bliss. It's time to open to the truth that all you see here is not real. That the desire nature is, it's like a toy being dangled before you as you take your first steps from one side of the playground to another. And when you finally make it across the sand and muddy pits, it disintegrates in your hand. Disappointed, you turn and fix your attention on the next toy waiting for you to grasp. And now the new desire, you rush toward that instead. None of this is real. But here you have been for time too long, 
grasping for desire after desire, each time suffering disappointment, loss, lack, nothing ever being enough to stop the constant desiring of more or something else or someone else. For some, it's easier to ignore what is required to make real change than to step up or speak out. It's easier to waste time on social media than meditate. It's easier to aspire toward more material gain than spiritual. With loving kindness, I want to tell you, this is our ignorance to the power desire has over us. As we keep searching for happiness in stuff, more stuff, and being seen, liked, and loved, ideally by many, that too often hinders the opportunities for real growth that are presented. Opportunities to love without possessiveness, to serve another with no expectation in return, to dedicate our life to something of substance and purpose, which contributes even if no one presents you with accolades. If you remain ignorant to the power of lower nature desires, you are shutting yourself off from a life of love, of heart blended with wisdom, of mind governed by your higher self, your soul. But transitioning from lower nature desires in the familiar, comfortable playground requires great sacrifice, as I mentioned. It's the sacrifice of those material things you hold so dear and want so much. It will also likely require you to extend yourself to bounds you never knew you could go. Compassion for all beings, patience with your closest loved ones when they seem to really test you, consistency showing up each day and doing your work, whether that's study, meditation, getting on the mat, helping others, ideally all of those perhaps. It will require you to kick those habits that don't serve to work out which relationships no longer nourish you and what addictions and desires are causing you and even others harm. This includes giving up habits and comfortable feel-good pleasures or addictions to make room for what can truly nourish your entire being. Also, you can ultimately rise to higher ground and share the light of your findings with all those you connect with. This isn't easy. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it is. Hell no. Especially when you live in a world like I do that tells you to focus on yourself and what divides us, essentially. There's so many walls that are built all around this world. Literal walls, emotional walls, mental walls. We're not really told to think about one humanity and what unites us. Not often enough, at least. But as always, we have a choice. You have a choice. To sit forever in the playground with the temple door of bliss and spiritual life closed at the top of the mountain, or to find the key of courageous strength, stability, serenity, and will that you've had all along, and leave the always behind in the sandpit and the mud, to take that step up the mountainside, to slowly, consciously make your way up to the top of the peak to unlock the temple door and step inside into a new way of awareness and being, to a world of higher consciousness and true spiritual power. Knowing the journey, the work, as it's called, is often of a lifetime or more. But hey, that's totally cool. Your soul has all the time in the world and I'm right on the path with you. But to get there, 
it's not enough to just know it's a possibility and acknowledge that we've been sitting in the playground too long. We also need to get real with ourselves. And that's point number two I want to share with you, which is witness, watch, then conquer your desires and false power. When we say witness and watch, I'm talking about witnessing and watching your desires, your wishes, your wants, your thoughts and motives. What desires do you have that control you? Is it partying and drugs, alcohol, shopping and buying more things than you really need? Is it sex and feeling physical pleasure as often as you can? Is it food, too much, not enough, the wrong kind? Is it gambling in any capacity? How about non-stop working in pursuit of money, fame, status, approval, any extreme, any addiction, Anything that controls you that you cannot say no to and use your willpower against is a desire that is driving you and is thus using you as the puppet on a string. No matter how much you try to convince yourself, you can stop any time. Can you? Will you? Or will you stay a slave to your own desires? Sometimes it is the slaying of former habits and desires on the path that help you evolve. We must fight against desire or we will not grow. And this means desire must then be alchemized into will. Will with a capital W, my friend. Thoughts must alchemize into reason. Work must alchemize into sacrifice. We can also call this sacrifice selfless service of love, if that sounds better to you. It's all an initial shift in consciousness that requires your mind to be stronger than your personality. Personality, when I say that, I'm talking about that childlike primal urge within you that says, I want what I want, I want it now, give it to me. Well, hmm, the mind in alignment with the heart is firm but loving and says to that child, you don't want that anymore. You just think you do. It will bring nothing real and nothing that lasts. And you may have it for a moment and then be done with it and want another thing. And this cycle will last lifetime after lifetime, unless you are ready to summon the true power of your will and conquer your lower desire nature and false power. We want the higher you to be in control. Not the lower nature you that can act like a child in the sandpit, throwing a tantrum, not wanting to go home when it's time. Dare I say, it is time now. It is time now for you to start the real journey home. This journey commences with the choice, a striving to live more from soul than from personality where your lower nature desire resides. To do that, at first you have to desire a new thing. We substitute, not just eliminate, just like if you've ever done a diet or an eating plan when you take some of the things that aren't serving you out of your diet, you replace them with the good things. We want to do that here because we don't want you left with a feeling of emptiness where something of substance is called for to fill that void, which has been waiting patiently so long to have something real put in its place. What do you do instead for your enjoyment? How can you lift that desire nature from a lower place to a higher place? such as from the sex centre to the heart? Can you turn your desire into a desire to want to serve, 
to give, to help, to find pleasure in organic herbal tea instead of G&T, in how much you already have, not what is missing or what you still need, in confronting the real issue you're grappling and not finding ways to numb the pain or escape from facing your inner demons. To make progress here, you need to sit with this. Give it some time. Contemplate, meditate, pray, ask, seek professional guidance, journal, think, feel, then take action. To help with that, you may first need to cultivate stillness. And this is number three. The third little tip along the way that I want to give you is about cultivating daily stillness. It is essential on the path to continue going within and doing the work, which means looking inside yourself. A key daily practice you may find helpful is setting some time aside, ideally first thing in the morning when you have less distraction, to still your emotions, or what we call your emotional body, your astral body. We all must find within ourselves that part which is easily affected. So is that part for you fear and worry? Is that what often gets you? Or is it personality desires of any kind, like what we've touched on? Have our obsession, even of love for another, sensitivity to others' opinions, taking things personally. It might be anything, but it is there. And it is part of your role to find it and create a new inner calm, a gentle compassion and loving kindness that can slowly eradicate the old cycle of an easily disturbed emotional nature, instead becoming a calmer, more poised emotional nature. All the better to face the day and conquer what challenges you may face. Someone with inner calm and poise does not let their lower desire nature dictate to them. They rise above, for they see clearer from a higher vantage point the path of light. You are here, after all, to act as a channel of that light, to serve with your soul and through your body, your heart, emotions and mind. You know this. I think that's why you're here with me now. So we want you to be as calm as you can. And that's why... The fourth little point I want to share is about morning ritual, because this is a really personal, unique to you way, and it's utterly essential to nurture a connection to your highest nature, your true self, ultimately to connect with your true nature, your light, your love, your soul, like we touched on. So once you've created a bit of calm and poise and peace, you're ready for a morning ritual. But how do we get there? Well, everyone's got their unique way. But I will share with you, as you probably already know, meditation and prayer are what vast numbers of schools speak of. I do encourage you, like I do all my clients and all my loved ones in my life, to find a version of this that resonates with you, explore it. You might have to try on a few, like pairs of shoes, to see what style of meditation or prayer suits you, and then commit to it. And of course, there are other ways to calm, focus and align as well. You might find this in exercise or physical discipline. Keeping in mind, you're treating your body as a vehicle and a temple for a lifetime. When taking care of the mind and body, we must also take care of the emotions and thus the heart. To keep this in check, I'd like you to keep a few things in mind as you go about your day. 
So I want to share a couple of those with you now. One of those is not looking to others for validation or happiness. Why? Well, because that's an inside job, my friend. You really do have that covered when you take the time to still yourself and calm yourself and find that poise. You won't need to look for external validation or happiness. It's a big one. You're going to have to work on it probably for a little while, but you will get there. Forgive. And this is to lighten your burden of carrying anger or hatred or bitterness or jealousy or sadness, regret even, in your own heart. And it also frees others as you go. And then I want you to start looking at taking responsibility for your thoughts, words, actions, and the consequences of all. And it's a big one too. When we're being adults in this world, we underestimate how much responsibility we have to take on board. And it isn't just for what we do, it's how we do it, it's what we think about. So those thoughts and words are just as important as the actions. Do not be fooled to think otherwise. I also want you to take on board the concept of rest and to retreat when you need, because there's no gold star for superhero work. Your physical body, your emotions or emotional body, your mind and thus mental body are three separate vehicles. You can only go as fast and as competently as the slowest of these. So find which one is your slowest on any given day and see what it needs. Perhaps if your physical body is the weakest, then it might need rest. Perhaps maybe it's your mind that's the weakest today, so you need something to change. Go within and you will know. And perhaps to help you get out of your mind or get out of the emotions or even get out of your body sometimes if it's kind of the thing that's dragging you is to create some peace at home. It sounds simple, but a chaotic, messy, unordered, neglected home, just like a plant, a pet or a relationship will suffer. And so will you. You will feel it. So create not only cleanliness and tidy up, but also clear out. Perhaps it's some of those foods that uh, you shouldn't be having around because you know you can't just have one, you're going to eat the whole packet. Is it drugs, bottles of alcohol, temptations, old lover's t-shirts you shouldn't be sleeping in anymore? Whatever no longer serves you, then freshen up, open the windows, make the bed with clean sheets, stock healthy snacks and food in the fridge and pantry, drink clean water, keep electric devices out of the bedroom, and create a sacred space. Even if it's a candle and a cushion. Maybe if you're someone who journals, you've got your journal and your pen there. It's just a little nook, a little space, or maybe for you it's a whole room if you have that space. A home within the home is what I want you to create. This is your sanctuary, just like your body is your temple. Respect and love. This is like a non-negotiable that every home needs. When you put that respect and love in, it will radiate out and it will also all aid in creating beautiful harmony to lift your aspiring desires higher. Yes, I have a point to all this randomness. Essentially, you're creating a different energy, an astral energy around you, which will have an effect on how you feel energetically too. With a harmonized inner and outer sanctuary, you are a clearer channel to open to drawing down the light to connecting to greater insights, to making wiser choices, and ultimately to envisage a plan. And this is the fourth point I want to share. Envisaging a plan, a divine tomorrow today. 
We speak of this ultimately when we speak of sharing the same vision, of birthing into the world a unified humanity and a healed and transformed world. Perhaps you already feel this within you too. We can all have grand visions and plans, but how often are they very lower nature desired or quite self-absorbed even, or just nowhere near as big and as grand as an amazing and magnificent as they can be. So let's start with what you do truly, ultimately desire from your highest place of desire. How do you want to spend your time each day? What skill, talent, gift, abilities do you want to nourish and nurture to put to right use and give to the world? Where to from here? Take some of these questions as a daily attempt to connect and contact your higher self, your soul, and the vision it has for you, not your small-minded or desirous nature wanting the things and the feel-goods. What does your higher self see for you? Reflect on this daily in meditation, prayer, contemplation, journaling, etc., and keep in mind, it's not how long you spend on this, but your consistency that counts. Five minutes each morning is better than a rushed 30 minutes a week or an hour a month just to kind of make up time. But as always, find your own flow. When clarity of mind is sharpening and you feel more in flow with life, you'll more likely attract and be open to finding and being found by like-minded souls. And this brings me to my fifth point I want to share, that together we rise and that uniting with others on the path might be something that you're called to do. Can you join a community that speaks to you or can you create your own to unite with fellow souls? There are times when together it is easier to heal or to be that person to listen to others when they need it, to be the one who must lead and speak for others who are seeking guidance to act as a united collective of light, to band together, to use wisdom and heart, to disrupt the old as you create, build and birth the new. And there are also times when you may need to let go of certain relationships which pull you in or keep you in the lower nature playground. Sometimes it's friends or family, a beloved lover or colleagues who are not ready to leave the mud and sand pits. They want to keep playing and stay in the illusion bubble forever and they want you there too. It makes them feel more at ease knowing they aren't alone in the pit and it helps justify their behaviour if you're joining in still too. These people are the ones who lure you back down each time you try to turn your back or consider to rise higher and make that pilgrimage up the mountain. You might want to ask yourself, can we stay friends or be in each other's lives in some capacity as I continue on my path? Maybe they want to come with me and reach new heights together. Is that an option for us? Or will I have to go this alone? In answering these questions, you will know what is right for you and the relationships that you have in your life. Because sometimes we need to unite with others. Other times we need to separate with others. Some things are transient. That's okay. Okay. Even if there is pain in separation, sometimes we actually cause ourselves more harm and pain by staying connected to people that aren't serving us and aren't able to help themselves either. 
something to sit with and contemplate as well. At a point when all you thought was real may be crumbling and you don't know what to hold on to, if meditation or prayer doesn't seem to come easy and you struggle to connect with your inner luminous thread of light, your soul, or perhaps even struggle to connect with a fellow pilgrim on the path who has just left the playground too, you may then turn and seek ancient wisdom of those who have long tread the way before you, just to know you aren't alone and to uncover more truth amid the darkness of these mysteries. And this leads me to the sixth point that I want to share with you, which is about reclaiming the invisible, the mystical and esoteric, that which is behind the veil. Because if you don't pick yourself up and search for more, all this will stay hidden from you for another lifetime. If this is where you feel you stand today, at that transition phase, the bridge from the playground to the base of the mountain, it may well be time for you to seek authentic teachings. What esotericists and esoteric students, yogis, Buddhists, and those of the enlightened East call the ancient wisdom, where long ago they learned to walk the middle way, the path of soul, not personality, where they learned selfless love of service over selfish desires and wants, of surrender and sacrifice over struggling for external gratification and personal success. This is the path where you take responsibility of adulthood, where you no longer can remain ignorant of the forces that swirl all around you as they are only intensifying with age and the unconscious suffering of consequences has lost its luster. You no longer want to remain at the effect of these forces which you once thought you had no control over. Now you know you can take control. You can take back control. You know you have the ability, the innate power to control your own reactions, thoughts, feelings, actions. That lifting your lower desire nature to higher consciousness can only be brought about by conscious choices and actions those being your own. Achieving this, you can then live from a place called right desire, where your desire nature has been lifted to its highest place of consciousness. And what you want is now no longer for small selfish gain, but instead for grand benefits of humanity, of earth, of that which is greater, a secret to this stage that I will share with you, is to start thinking of your highest desires. Not your faults or negatives or challenges and struggles, but the perfect power of your highest desires. From where you are right now, imagine for a moment you awoke to a higher desire to make conscious choices that create positive change in your life, in your family, in your community, in the world. The kind of change your higher self has longed for. What does that look like to you? Where are you and what do you see? Can you see the colours, the images, the faces of those that you can reach and hearts you can touch and lives you can impact? The place all this starts from. 
the feeling it brings up inside your very being. The scent it creates in the air. Can you make this mystical vision, this hidden esoteric truth, left invisible for too long, now visible? Can you reclaim your highest nature, take control of your desires and transform your life as you know it? I believe you can. I know you can. It is a matter of your will, your heart and your commitment to yourself and all you can be in this life if you are ready. This is all only the beginning of a brand new day and only you can take that next step toward your temple on the mountain, toward finding the key to open that door within once you arrive. The possibility begins now and I'm right here to guide you there if you are willing and ready to leave the pseudo-spiritual playground and all those old toys of lower desire behind and begin the journey toward your secret doorway within the sacred temple on the mountain. Thank you for sharing today's journey with me. If you have a moment, please rate, review, and tell me what you think. And don't forget to share this with your friends, especially if they too are wanting to get out of this desire nature and really live their ultimate, truest, most spiritually connected lives And if what you've heard today speaks to you and you are seeking more sacred guidance, one-on-one sessions like Psychology for the Soul are available. If you're ready to change your life, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, sexually or physically, wherever your challenges, trauma, healing or growth lies, this is your invitation to come with me as I light your way. You're welcome to email me elise at stellamuse.com or connect via stellamuse.com. Until next time, please take wonderful care of you. Honour your truth. Perhaps today is the day that you start looking at life from a place of higher desire nature. Perhaps today is the day you're willing to make those changes to shift from the old ways and begin a new day.